Hello, Ruby fans. Welcome to another edition of the Ruby After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we are talking about Volume 4, Chapter 4, Family, as well as the World of Remnant, Faunus. We've got a lot of fun stuff to talk about tonight. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> and now, let the buzz begin. I don't think I'll, I will never get tired of this song. It's so anime! It really is! Yes. I would say it couldn't get more anime if they tried, but I keep saying that about that show, this show, and it keeps getting and more anime! I love we're this doing Alexis that. show that we're yeah. getting. Thank you, Alexis. Thank you, Alexis. <laughs> a full-on party in here tonight. Hello, everyone! Welcome to another edition of the Ruby After Show on AfterBuzz TV. I'm your host, Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Let me introduce my fantastic panel. To my left, Mark Donica. Hello, everybody. I am the internet's Mark B. Donica. You can find me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. Jealous of P to the D's, who's currently at the video, uh, the Game Awards, watching some live metal uh, from Doom. I just flip and love it. But uh, we're not alone. To no. my left, we have the one and only Mrs. Stacy Shuttleworth. Hi, guys. I am Stacy Shuttleworth. I'm happy to be back. Um, you can find me online on Instagram and Twitter at Stacy Shuttles or online all over the web at Nerds Doing Stuff. And to my left, we have Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaje. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. We have the hashtag RubyEBTV. We are the only hashtag that's like that because we were first. Because we're best. And we have the live chat, as everyone who's in the live chat already knows. Hey, guys, we love you. So if you have something fun to say, throw in the hashtag, throw in the live chat. You may well get a shout-out. So, yeah, guys, we... Uh, Obviously, while we were gone in the two-week interim, uh, Thanksgiving happened, and what a we all very, ate a bird. yeah, we, what a very you know we all had turkey fists. Uh, that's how that's the tradition here. We we actually had turducken fists. Really, we had a friendsgiving where we had a turducken. That's it was pretty awesome. sweet. How did that go? Pretty great. I've never tried that's a turducken. Like food inception, and I'm never sure what to make. Of my it. my wife and and uh, her her maid of honor are amazing. They they deboned a turkey, a chicken, and uh, and a duck. It's pretty remarkable, but wow. yeah, triple triple fists. That's fin- <laughs> that's a that's a video. That's a lot of fisting. Well, that's a video <laughs> podcast moment well, for our audio listeners. We're gonna. I'm just gonna step away from that one. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Yes, that's me. You may be surprised how I got in this situation. I'm, I'm just gonna step away from that and say how, how fitting it is that we had Thanksgiving right around the same time that the episode Family aired because what epitomizes Thanksgiving other than awkward family reunions. So just um, just initial thoughts on uh, these episodes that we're covering tonight. I was going to say, on the episodes or on my awkward family reunion? Oh, we'll talk about well. that. We're, we're going to talk about that. I want initial thoughts and then, I, and then we want to get to awkward family reunion stuff. What um. good episodes. I am so happy. I love that we got the good family and then we contrasted it with the the nuclear ticking time bomb of a family. (laughs) Holy cow. (laughs) Two halves of Yang's family as it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Sure. Um, Dad's a good human being and her mom sucks. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about that a little bit more later. Uh, Mark thoughts? Yes, um, I'm sad that in this episode about family, we've we only got Yang side. While we have been pretty Ruby heavy uh, for the first part, the first part of the season, we're only four episodes in. But the, the, the fact the that we have been the have the, the fact that we've been mostly Ruby heavy, she's been away from her family for the first time in a long time, and the fact and and 
the fact that we only had the connecting thread of what Raven's been doing uh, with Ruby uh, indirectly or indirectly directly, um, I just wish we would have gotten more about that. But I'm happy that we learned more about Yang's side as well. Stacy. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll be the first to say I think I severely underestimated Yang, and I'm very, very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thought, yeah, and we'll talk about this a little bit more, but I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a slow burn um, mm-hmm. in terms of her story and how long that took. But yeah, I mean, the crux of this episode is all about family and the way families happen to deal with the various issues that come up. And again, given the nature of this episode, I want to know what is your guys' most awkward family reunion? Well, when I lost my arm. No, <laughs> <laughs> and you, had to get, you had to get an auto mail one to yeah, replace it's been, it. <laughs> it's been pretty cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> solid yas from the booth. Um, the, like, there's no, there's no funny story about this, except for it, it, it brought me and my cousins closer around the holidays, was um, anytime my aunts and uncles, and we have a pretty big family, uh, starts start talking about politics. My my mom, since it, it's usually at our house for, for the Christmas stuff, she usually shoots a look at me and my brother, like, take the kids, get them out of here. I'll, <laughs> I'll try to shut them up as fast as I can, and we go into the other room and we play Smash Brothers. So yeah! it's, it's, it ends up turning into a nice thing, but it's always like, not not here, not now. All right, just take them All right, Just get them out of here. Time to clear out for Clear out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, I feel like this one's kind of awkward still in retrospect. Um, one of our family get-togethers turned into uh, our my, my cousin and I roughhousing a little too hard. And oh, she, dear. She uh, hit her head, and we ended up in the ER for stitches. Uh, oh. And her mom, she spent a lot. She would make it very clear that she blamed me for it for a oh. while. Oh, jeez. Uh, and, of course, now she, she's over it. But I think she'll still bring it up every so often. I'm sorry. We were like six. I did. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to my older brother and my little brother, but we laugh about it. He <laughs> had half a dozen staples in his head for a few weeks, and that's just kind of a, it happens. Wolf. I I have three. Two are one liners, and one is an actual, honest to goodness, funny story. Um, one liner number one. I saw my older brother for the first time in five years this Thanksgiving, so that happened. Uh, one-liner number two, the last big family reunion on my mom's side we had, I got laid off via email the first day I was there hmm. so that I found myself unable to enjoy it. And I'm no longer at that job, and good. Um, reunion number three was more of an introduction. We were in Ireland meeting with my, I believe, second cousins, and they pick us up at this nice little airport, and it wasn't Cork, was it? It was, was it? I, it was Westport. Um, but yeah, I don't remember but what I don't the think Westport itself has an airport. It was, it was close where, to that. Wherever the nearest airport to Westport yeah. tiny, was, tiny little Irish airport, and they pick us up, and they're like, "Okay, so which one of you is Catherine?" I'm like, that's me. I'm like, "Okay, how are we related again?" <laughs> God bless you. Okay, my dad is Thomas Leo. His cousin is Thomas Charles, and Thomas Charles is your cousin. Oh, okay. And they look at you. I mean, are you Irish? <laughs> fourth time I've talked to them and the fourth time I've explained how we're related over the phone. So I think they like, waited okay. to ask if I was Irish until we sat down to eat. They, they yeah. held off on the immediate interrogation. <laughs> they, they were, were wonderful. They were absolutely wonderful, but it was one of those we've already had this conversation. The, the literal Love first conversation was how, like, are you sure we're family? <laughs> That's yeah. Um, for me, I can probably sum it up with just Thanksgiving. Um, not necessarily this Thanksgiving, but usually once a Thanksgiving, there's there's something going on. 
Um, I will say, though, that, like, actual family reunion was the first time I went to go visit all of my cousins in Texas. Um, we decided to have a slumber party um, for, for a couple of the girl cousins who were about the same age. Um, one of my cousins tried to, like, in the dark when everybody was asleep, although, like, I... I hadn't, I hadn't fallen asleep yet. One of my cousins decided it would be funny to draw on my face with a permanent marker. So Beautiful. in the middle of the night, I feel someone staring at me and standing <laughs> over me, and I'm like, "What?" And I turn, and there's this silhouette of one of my cousins holding a sharpie like this, and and proceeds to try to fight me to draw. On Cousin my face. Norman. And back down when they realized no. you were awake. Cousin Jason. <laughs> That's not cool. Oh, We've known each other for 12 hours. <laughs> A better way to test it. Uh, uh, Alexis Good in the Lord. booth says her first family reunion was food fight. Hashtag turkey fists. Hashtag, Hashtag turkey fists. Turkey fist. All right, let's talk about this episode. Um, I want to start off, obviously, talking about Oscar. We get a name for the farm boy. Uh, and Oscar. Oscar. Now, here's the question. Here's the question. Ozpin, (laughs) is he manifesting himself in the mirror dimension? Did he forget his sling ring? Like, is that what happened? Or is he, like, was he, like, physically destroyed and his spirit is now, like, kind of inhabiting this kid's consciousness? What's happening here? Get him a sling ring. Yeah, just... just... (laughs) It's that second one. That's, I mean, we've, we've been told the story of how the the power of the the maidens manifests itself in new hosts after their physical forms are are done with and in the case of Oz if the theories are correct that he is the farmer uh, maybe with him since he is the host of that power it's a little bit different it's not just the power itself but the consciousness that goes and finds a new host that's that's what I've I've been thinking the whole time what about y'all so he's doing the force ghost thing then. No, he's physically a part, or not metaphysically a part of Oscar. So when Oscar <laughs> looks kid. in the when I, like that's why he's like, my why is my hair doing this? Because it's Oz's flip from right. from on, on the top of his head. So he's like, oh, that's weird. And then he, I figure, since we didn't see the mirror, Oz appeared like, appeared as him, like and that's like, like holy crap, I'm a man, <laughs> <laughs> an old man with glasses. It would be a going... jarring thing to wake up to. Yeah, yeah. no kidding. The well, going theory is that he might be uh, Joseph or Joseph <laughs> in the coat of many colors, namely because of the sash that he's got. Mm-hmm. Okay, but so, we just or the fourth doctor. What connect? Uh, are we looking at a character that has a possible connection to um, the Wizard of Oz lore? If he's Joseph in the Technicolor Dreamcoat, mm-hmm. uh, Becca Derkin in chat says Oscar is the name of the wizard in the Wizard of Oz book series. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Okay, then. Oh. It's all coming Perfect. All right. and, okay. And there's also, it's it, it, I, I'm not as familiar with the book, unfortunately, but it's also... He's on his aunt's farm, much like Dorothy was in in the films yeah. and in the original story. Oh so gosh, could you something there? Oh gosh, yeah. 
just he's probably just waiting for a tornado to sweep him away to <laughs> to probably. a world of color and I, you, I think robes. he's going to be begrudgingly in this for like two or three seasons until he finally accepts it, accepts it. He's like Oz is going to like pull his body in one direction and they're going to be like odd couple over a body. <laughs> oh, he's like, I hate Are, being here. Like what? fire time they, magic. They I mean they did establish early on with Klein that yeah, they can have like multiple consciousnesses in one body mm-hmm. in in this particular world. So I want Klein's story though because I want to know if that's natural or if that is something that occurred. Yeah, Capital there's, o there's clearly a story there. Right. Well, and especially now that we're kind of potentially seeing that with Cinder, too. Mm, yeah, with that, the, the fall maiden and whatever parasite might mm-hmm. might be kind of inside her. Mm-hmm. At the, yeah, so, yeah just, so do you just acquire it? Can you be born naturally with it? You see what Malachromova just said? I the rainbow rag know. could be a reference to somewhere over the rainbow. That's a good That's, point. Yeah. Oh! That's so great. Okay, so and and that's the thing is, the wizard. I mean, technically, was a fraud. Well, well, yeah. What does that? Here's the thing: is that if you want to look at it from a technical standpoint, Oz and you know the the man behind the curtain were two different things. You know, there was the the on stage presence, and then there was the of course the. The man behind the curtain, who was a charlatan, who the was illusion a, and the who, jerk. yeah, who was just a normal guy. So yeah, it, it, the idea that Ruby has taken the wizard and you know the regular person and kind of created two different characters for that, I kind of like that. I really like that as like a theory. I and I like the idea of him also being like yeah, manifesting in. Mm-hmm. I, I want it. To be in the mirror dimension. No, 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 but really cool. What if, what if he manifested himself in the mirror as a giant head? I would love that. And he's just a floating giant head. He's just a, he's just a giant head. floating head. Because he is a, a head of the game. Oh, I love High School Musical. <laughs> Gotta get your head in the game. <laughs> I actually hate it. But anyway, I'm, there, I'm here for We did word. that for Songfest. I know We're that song better than I should. Let's get some basketballs in here. But I mean, um, I mean, for for what? Like a minute of screen time? There's like a lot to unpack, like right then and there, just about what happened to us, and are we going to get answers to that anytime soon? I wonder if we're not just going to get little teeny piecemeal scenes throughout the rest of the season. I wouldn't be Like, here's your 35 seconds. On to the rest of the show! Now, does this mean that Oscar can have access to Ozpin's powers, or is Oz just be like, you have a destiny, you have to go and help these kids that I clearly failed to mentor properly. Like, could you could you just do that? Or, like, you have to stop the maidens? What, like, what is what is the story here? Oz Indian chat says he should have quit while he was ahead. <laughs> I like you. Oh, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alexis. Thoughts? Well, I think that kind of would have to start going into is Oz the original farmer or is he someone who it has passed on to mm. and so does it kind of manifest in someone and then they use their own innate powers or is that the power that everyone who you know becomes the farmer now here's another question too um if you know if Ozpin was the original farmer does the farmer's like personality overwrite the new host 
Yeah, or is it kind of like a new person just with Or, or yeah, did they just get the power? Like an Agent Smith situation? Does that mean that kind Ozpin of. has had a voice in the back of his head this whole time? I mean, it could In my day, I did it like that. <laughs> Shut up, I'm trying to talk to my students. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I mean, again, we've got a lot of questions. Let's open up yeah. that can of worms. Okay, oh, so for, I mean, first of all, we're spending a lot of time on yes. a forty-five second we, part we of the episode. Really we should are. move on. But do you have any final thoughts on it? Um, I just they keep giving us a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. Just from the first segment to this segment with the sweet water animation. Um, I'm hoping the next time will be a little bit longer. In- yeah. yeah. I hope we, we get a little... Because this episode was a very exposition-heavy episode for, for character building. So mm. it would be nice to, to hear Ozpin's voice and get a little bit of an explanation of what happened to him. Uh, because, yeah, <laughs> again, lots of questions. We need some information. <laughs> we need... You have some explaining to do, good sir. We are sir. working on literally nothing right yeah. now. This oh, yeah. is where AUs are built, and then later on in the season is where AUs are broken. <laughs> so let's see. Or confirmed sometimes. Occasionally. Usually broken. Sliced yeah. um, anyway, into quarters. Anyway, uh, let's move on uh, to Yang's side of the story, um, because we open up with this awful nightmare. Um, and given the way... This, this, you know, we start with the dream sequence and everything like that. I did not think that, as you said, Stacey, that she, by the end of it, that she was going to be ready to get back into the game. Um, you know, just having this heart-to-heart with Port and Ublik and her dad. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of thought it was going to be a literal, like, something forcing her to be like, okay, time to get back to it. Yeah, to see her kind of naturally come down and just be ready to kind of open up about it, especially when they ask her point blank about it. I thought I was like, okay, she's going to shut down right now. Well, That's and, it. And we we had a comment, it's in the it's in the hashtag somewhere, of there's this moment where Tai Yang says you, you probably lost some brain cells along with that arm of yours. And the room just goes silent. And just, I need to go know, look at everyone's wrong. reaction oh. videos for this because I'm pretty sure they were to do it in the wow. <laughs> we see like, doing we, that. We <laughs> see Peter Port's eyes for the very first time. Yeah, very tiny. Just, just one of those. Oh, I cannot believe it's, it. It is just, a literal jaw dropping moment. It is, and especially since we really don't know tying that well yet. So it's like, what just happened? Like. Did he just lay into his kid, like, without any consideration? everyone in the room is shocked, and for a moment there, I I wasn't sure, like, if this was going to erupt, if she was going to cry. And even she was going to go Super Saiyan even again? Even when, mm-hmm. when she punched him and said, oh, you jerk, and they played it off as playful, I'm like, are you laughing so that you don't cry? Like, well, I this think, is, I don't know how to feel about we're, this. I think we're, lear- we're finally learning about the home life between mm-hmm. Yang and Tai Yang, and where Yang gets her humor from. And yeah. her her cold, sometimes biting humor can comes directly from her dad. So it's I think she that's does also, do a lot of dad jokes. That's a sign from her. I think <laughs> that things are going back to normal. Is if dad can joke about it, why why can't I? Yeah. This is mm-hmm. and she brings it up. This is normal now. So yeah. Well, and you also you talk different. You speak differently to different people. Like it's. I was like, if anybody trouble. else had said that, like, it would have been a terrible thing to say. Oh, well, and you know, when you're with your friends and you'll just tell them something that you would obviously never say to your parents, and you say it in jest because, hey, it's your friends, you know, you swear at each other, whatever, it's fine. Mm-hmm. 
say that in front of my parents, and they're like, uh, what? Like, <laughs> um... <laughs> so it's that same kind of idea. She has this relationship with her dad, and it can be a little shocking to other people, but they know each other well enough that, oh, okay, we're back to situation normal, at least on that level. We're back mm-hmm. to being candid. And you were speaking on Twitter. Adrian Ruiz Martinez using the hashtag RubyABTV. Tyang's joke made me say, dude, like a hundred times. <laughs> Pause and go out for a walk. <laughs> well, yeah. And the other reason I exclaimed dude is because there are three exclamation points after and it. So yeah. it's in all capitals. And it's in all caps. Yeah. Adrian Ruiz Martinez, thank you for taking part in yeah. our hashtag. <laughs> I mean, again, um, but that aside, it's so nice to see Port Newblick again. I I was concerned about Like what you see? Crow in a skirt. God bless. Good man. God bless. Thank you, Ty. Why couldn't we have gotten a flashback? I think we'll get a world of remnant about his legs. I get one. (laughs) Just a whole one. Do you know it would be done in animated adventure style (laughs) if we got that flashback? And I would love it. I would love that it. That would be beautiful. Uh, yeah, just if, uh, if Ty, Port, and Ooblick did their own podcast. Oh, God. I mean, I think that tri- that trio has been definitely on a podcast before. Of course they yeah. have. Like, I get it's it's like Bernie telling a funny story. Yeah. That's something that's very normal to hear mm. in a rooster teeth anything. <laughs> and very it's true. Bernie, Ryan, and Joel. They've, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed this scene so much up until like the, that moment, and then it's like, oh, okay, this this got serious. We're joking about it, but like, I don't know. Or, what? And how do you guys feel about her her response of like, I'm scared. I'm scared to take that next step forward. Like, like, how do you guys feel about that? That was more candid and more progress than I was expecting. Way more. Yeah, I, I mean, we mentioned in the last show, one of my predictions was that I, she wasn't going to touch the arm for a couple episodes, and yeah. mm-hmm. she 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 came to it pretty quick, but I think with the help of both her dad and authority figures that she respects, and now see her as a peer, mm-hmm. like, she, she came mm-hmm. to realize that she had, she had to change. Well, there was also the implication that she was holding her dad back from yeah. going to help Ruby, and that Ruby could potentially be by herself in danger somewhere, because they don't know who mm. she's with. They have no idea right now. Yeah. There's no communication between no. continents, because we built in no redundancies. Yeah, I, I will never let I that I really home. like that moment of, you know, they're like, hey, haven't why haven't you gone out to look for Ruby? Well, I have to be here. I have to mm-hmm. take care of things. And that's the moment where she's like... And that's you know she clutches her yeah. her arm and she's like, I have to I have to move forward. That was the big motivation. Well, uh, and she's the big <laughs> sister. She should be taking care of her younger sister. And her younger sister's out kicking ass and taking names. And she's like, but, oh, and and mm. they don't know that. They know you know, yeah. so they don't even know that she is being guarded by Crow or, or any yeah, any got, of the safe protections. They've got literally nothing, nothing to yeah. go on. But I do think sort of sticking sticking to my original prediction to uh, in a way where. Because she begrudgingly put on the arm, I don't think it's going to work. I, I I don't think that the arm is the final solution. Yeah, especially given the art that we've seen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Badass in that coat and that stomp. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the um, and the thing is, is that clearly 
again, Adam is still very much in the shadows of both her mind and, in a literal sense, probably going to be sending people to take her out in some capacity. Mm. Um, and, and I still think that the two faunas we see in the opening are, are going to come after her, and it's only when they start attacking her that she's going to fully accept the arm as, as a part of her now and, and be able to like use it as an effective weapon. That's my thought. See, and those two faunas seem a little too well put together to me to be White Fang. Because a lot of the White Fang we've seen, they're either in those very specific uniforms or in very casual clothes. These two look like they're in uniforms for something completely different. Speaking to that and kind of talking a little bit about the world of Remnant is they mention, sort of in effect, or Crow mentions sort of in, in a way what led to the rise of the White Fang. And they could be a part of Menagerie's defense force yeah. that are in with the White Fang as secret uh, secret agents. Or, or they're the, the yeah the Fong's equivalent of the Assassin's Creed. We yeah. don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Still got lots of options. Yeah. We know Re- nothing about Re- them. Just their placement in the opening. Yeah. <laughs> <That> little <laughs> just that little snippet. Um, okay. Do we have any other final thoughts on um, on Yang's side of the story this time around? Let's get started. I want skirt yeah. fan art. I need it in my life. I also need <laughs> to see vermin faunas because those would be horrifying. They carry famine and disease. Can you imagine mice faunas, rat faunas? Not faunas. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Grim. 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 I'm Although, losing my mind. Uh, Mickey ears. Yeah. Like, Mickey ears. <laughs> Little cutie ones. But, but yeah, mice grim, grim, rat grim, squirrel grim. Oh, dude. But but as a faunus, imagine having a, a rat tail. That would be heavy as hell and uh, great for combat. Oh, yeah. Um, but, uh... I forgot what I was going to say, so never mind. <laughs> Caught up in the rat tail. Yeah, a little bit. Most happens. people are. Happens. Um, okay, so, uh, let, yeah, to, to let's let's go back to uh, Ruby's quest. Uh, they, they stop at an inn, and, of course, Uncle Crow has been kind of clearing the path for them. And Crow and Raven have a probably long overdue heart-to-heart. Although we really don't know how much they've been in contact with one another over the last however many, you know, years he's been undercover and doing work for Ozpin. Because she claims that she's like, hey... I told you Beacon was going to fall. I told you Ozpin was going to fail. So it sounds like they've at least had like kind of semi-regular communications. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like conversations like this in like seedy inns where yeah. they just sit and drink and talk. Yeah, I really feel like that's not the first time or even close to the first time that but something I like that has happened. But I bet it's just as belligerent every single time. Every time. I feel no like that, that was not a heart-to-heart. That was awful. Yeah, okay, so yeah, let's That was void to skirt. Let's talk about Raven for a little bit, because Raven is, I mean, she's... I'm so mad at her. She, uh, this is the first time we've had, like, a full-on conversation with her. Mm -hmm. And, uh, she's not, as as Crow puts it, she's not exactly Mother of the Year. And a winner for Worst Mother of the Year... And also the leader of the group of bandits who ruined Jean's childhood. Like, (laughs) well, well, more than that, led to an entire village being killed by creatures of. And probably took out the families of Ren and Nora. 
Yeah, that seems pretty what likely. got me for yeah. that conversation, at least about the Grimm, is we didn't know the Grimm would show up so soon. You knew they were coming. Oh, yeah. You yeah, can't stand so there and soon. say, oh, we didn't think that would happen so quickly. You know that the devastation that you leave in your wake attracts Grimm to these already weakened people. You showing up is a death and sentence for an entire I'm, town. I'm wondering, and you're okay with I'm it. wondering if one of the reasons why these nomads are so effective in escaping, you know, that town and being on the run is if they all have the ability to turn into birds or animals of some sort and just the like, void tech that's that she has. There's that as well. Yeah. Like sure. the, the flipping organization. 13 now you're working at portals, walking yeah. through, uh, walking through the the world of darkness, just to get <laughs> a, like a little bit away from from the thing. And that's as, obviously not an everyday thing because we saw the waitress kind of go. What just well, occurred? She, yeah. she disappeared like a Grim appears out That's of true. the void, mm-hmm. which, which I think brings the mask into question. But I wanted to mention, as you say, you hope that uh, or these could be the same people that uh, killed Renanor's family. Right as you said that in the chat, somebody mentioned, I pray the tribe that they're from did not kill their family. And yay! I think oh, they did. Yeah. I think they did. I think we're waiting, and- waiting for another family reunion between uh, Ruby and... And now Raven. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and here's the thing, is yeah, in this particular context, in this conversation, the very little that we've been given about Raven, I'm not exactly a fan of her either, because she's given us very little reason to like her. But people aren't like that for no reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. Crow mentions time and again that she has a very skewed perspective of what family is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. this group of bandits probably either... Like, they were either born into it, you know, as twins, or they were adopted by this group of bandits. And that's why they came to to be their family. And something clearly happened where she had to she had to leave the team of hunters and huntresses that they were a part of and leave her family behind so that she could take up the, you know, the leadership position and mm-hmm. and conceivably lead them so that they wouldn't fall apart or that they wouldn't be taken over by by someone potentially even worse or or more cruel or more bloodthirsty i don't know like i said people aren't like that for no reason people mm-hmm. so it, and she's very defensive about it too i wonder if crow wasn't supposed to be the leader or if he wasn't supposed to lead along with her and he kind of went i wash my hands of this life mm-hmm. uh, i'm i'd almost put my Bet on them being uh, or being taken into it as children or so you know like where they've had a couple of or years. Like their their village was destroyed right. and so because I feel like that would kind of explain Crow's you know disdain. view of it. Yeah. yeah, the way where he's not into it, but she on the other hand kind of took completely to it. And you know, there's probably a deeper reason as to that as well. I mean, maybe maybe he maybe somebody like decided to mentor her, and that mm-hmm. person became like family, but nobody ever like took to Crow in the same way, or he never took to anybody in in that kind of group, I suppose. He or, always resented them. Or possibly they did their bandit thing, they took <laughs> out a village, and then he saw the grim aftermath, quite literally. That, like, that, yeah. seeing I mean, what yeah, happens to is, the other side it, after you It leave. is entirely possible mm-hmm. that it's just something he felt like he grew out of. He's like, you know what? I'm over this lifestyle. I'm going to become a hunter to actually help people instead of murdering them for no reason. Right. Yeah, but I if it's if I could put words together today, that would be great. If Raven was part of the team, wouldn't that have made her a hunter a huntress? 
Exactly. And again, yeah. she she took the time to go and have a family for a little while, or at least give birth to a child. Mm-hmm. And did she leave her family so that like her kid wouldn't have to be raised in the same environment that she and Crow were raised in? It could have also been a situation where it was both of them were oh, hey, thanks for raising us, we're going to go lead normal human lives, and then in the course of that, there was a huge falling out within the tribe or something happened. Every time I think I'm out, they pull me back in. Essentially, where she's like, oh, they're our family, gotta go help our family, and and Crow's all like, no, we have a much better life now, why should Mm -hmm. we go back to that? We're actually doing some good. You have a daughter, and she's like, nah, deuces. Well, Well, that's what I have to wonder did Raven want to take Yang with her and Ty say no? Or did she just go, you take the kid, I'm out. Yeah. Like, how did that go? Because that, I think, makes a difference for both Raven and Ty. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's it's one of those things where, again, she's so defensive about it, but then she also has this weird rule that she's established for herself where it's like, everybody gets one. Everybody gets one what? Like, so y- you owe, like, Ty and Yang and, like, all your Crow, other cohorts. one drink. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it. It's like, I will save my daughter exactly once, and after that, she's on her own. Even though like, I have the power you... to teleport, like, to and from wherever place I want and be able to sense when she's in danger, apparently? Nah. It's not my job to babysit. Oh, no. It's not babysitting if it's your kid. Uh, really weird reference, but it's, like, uh, Curly from uh, city slickers, the one thing. <laughs> one. If anybody gets that, thank you very much. Very. I, oh, I think she got. It. Yeah. I love those movies. I used to watch those all the time. I, I prefer the second one actually because I watched it first, and it was a treasure hunt too. Yeah, Legend, Legend of Curly's Gold. I love that one. Indigo in the chat says the way Crow questions her about the Spring Maiden makes me think the tribe has her. That's that is a good question mm-hmm. um, because I was thinking I was like maybe the Spring Maiden is a member of this tribe and then I'm like well that makes no sense because it seems like the Spring Maiden or uh, the maidens in general were working for Ozpin but if they were working for Ozpin why wouldn't they know where all of them were at any given moment and what mm-hmm. if this tribe started as a way to protect the Spring Maiden. Then instead of protection, it started getting exert. It started exerting force. And and this is the first time I think we hear Salem's name. I think in spoken, yeah, mm-hmm. spoken aloud. And and again, Raven clearly doesn't know much about the status of the relic, whatever the relic is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she's clearly knows more than she's letting on about the Spring Maiden. Yeah. So my thought process is that Salem at one point was the Winter Maiden. That's that's my guess. I, 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 this is mostly predictions. Something terrible happened. She was either stripped of her power or her power got corrupted. And as a result, that kind of ruined the relationship between the Maidens and the Farmer. And yeah, Autumn was still on their side, but maybe like Spring and... Um, and Uh, Yeah, summer or, you know, whoever became winter or whatever. They all just went, peace, we're out. (laughs) God bless Malachroma. There is art in the hashtag. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Check this out. Check this out. Look at that. Like what you see. Hashtag Ruby ABTV. We like it. 
Hashtag you Ruby do. ABTV. And uh, I regret nothing. Malachroma, you make me so happy. I was going to say, just like last episode, or first episode where she made uh, Whitley playing Parcheesi, <laughs> uh, thank you, Malachroma. Oh, gosh, Good that time. makes me so happy. Bless you. Um, yeah, and thank you. Uh, and few an Grim, right? Yeah, a few people have been uh, tweeting us fan art. Uh, somebody tweeted us pictures of uh, Ruby babies. <laughs> Ruby oh. chibi babies, they're so cute. Uh, that was Dr. Jackpot on Twitter. I, I don't know who did the art. I don't know if they did the art, if they found it somewhere. But it is adorable, and I love it. So uh, go check that out on the hashtag if you guys haven't already seen it. Look yeah, yeah, so adorable. Go, go live in our hashtag. It has wonderful things and a very good community. Yes. Guys. Indeed. Okay. So, um, is there anything else we want to talk about before we move on to the world of Remnant? I love that waitress. Oh, oh yeah. No. I love the way, Good. like, she flirted with him and then he was just checking out debt. I mean, yeah. No, really <laughs> quickly. Um, Victor Tang in chat says, Salem is not the winter maiden. Rooster Teeth has confirmed it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm. If you want to link us the, uh, the article or the interview where they say that, that would be super. The journal post? Yeah. Any, any, any verification uh, on the that? Waitress, Cite your source. The waitress looked like one of the competitors from the tournament, from the all-female team. Ah! Maybe, maybe if they reused a model, like whatever. Uh, but it was whatever. Still... She looked mm-hmm. like she was. Uh, she was into that. Mm-hmm. All about that. <laughs> she was. She was down. She was absolutely down. Uh, like I said, any other final thoughts? Uh, well, so the way that Raven kind of asked Crow about um, does Salem have the relic? Uh, I saw a theory a couple weeks ago about how there were empty chairs at Salem's table. And brought up the theory of either Crow or Raven being undercover as part of her, like, kind of posse. And so I didn't take too much stock in it, but that line kind of was like, well. There's, I I have a a possible theory about that, thanks to folks in the the crowd as well. And apparently, um, the fact that Salem wasn't the Winter Maiden was confirmed on one of our after shows. Oh, God, I'm a moron. That's like last season, I can't remember that. Uh, But Miles and Carrie uh, in the finale are the 11 and 12. Well, I mean, of course they would say no if it's meant to be a reveal later on. But yeah, guys, I... Whenever we talk to people that we really look up to, I don't actually hear their responses. I hear an internal ah in my head. It's so loud I can hear it sitting next to her. It was on on your show. Why don't you remember it, friend? I am on like five shows a week. If you expect me to remember literally everything I say in every show, also no memory may be the key, but I have broken the lock. Well, I was gonna say, let alone uh, how many Rooster Teeth shows we do, yeah, uh, and the amount of seasons of Red vs. Blue there are, and starting with Camp Camp and. the brain F that was crunch time. We do so much here for Rooster Teeth, let alone all of the other programming that we do. Sometimes stuff slips, and, and that goes like it some, does. I, if we don't make it into a hashtag, I don't remember it. I <laughs> I remember Kevin. Kevin was a hashtag. I and I Philip. I interviewed Robert England at the beginning of the year, and somebody asked me what my favorite interview was, and I, I named a voice actor, and they were like you, really? I I thought, and you said actually, I thought you would have picked Robert England. I was like, was that real? I thought that was a fever dream. <laughs> if it was a dream, he probably would have sliced you up a little bit. <laughs> True that. All right, let's move on to the world of remnant faunus. Oh wait, you, it I looks like love, you. No, found I just a... love the solid Trudat. <laughs> All right, so let's. 
Let's talk you? about this world of remnant. Um, guys, we finally get some answers about the faunus because I was like, I want rules. I want rules for what you can and can't have. Like how how does this work? And I love the the way that uh, Crow described it as a kind of roulette. So I want to know, guys, if you got to spin the faunus roulette, what kind of faunus would you be? Oh God! Mm. Are we talking about what I would like to be, or are we talking about what I would probably like actually to, end up with? Given if my luck, if you got luck. to pull the leveler on that slot machine, what would you hope came up? Mm. Fuzzy ears, for the most part. That seems like it would have the easiest upkeep. Like Fair cat enough. ears, like Blake yeah. has. Okay, that's cool. Cat, dog, wolf, I'm down. Oh, cat, dog, Ooh. that'll be sweet. Oh no, <laughs> maybe not. But you would be alone in the world. <laughs> Mark? No, we're skipping Stacey. And literally attached at the hip with a sibling. I didn't realize we were going in a line. Okay, (laughs) yeah, Stacey, you are too. Well, I mean, cat ears are always fine with me. Uh, Probably some bunny ears would be pretty cool too. Oh, like velvet. Yeah, that'd be cute all the time. (laughs) You'd constantly be adorable, right? (laughs) More so than you already are. Wouldn't have to do anything. Just. I have bunny ears. What a no. Just stay away from Carton Winchester. That. Just d bag. Um, no, I would uh, kick him in the face. If if is he not is he dead? No. Um, I when I when I talked to Adam at RTX, care? well, a little bit. I, I thought I thought he he could use some redemption, especially in in the attack of It would of be nice to see a, a character like that grow and change. Yeah, yeah. but uh, when I talked to Adam about it, he was like, I pro- don't expect to see Carden again. <laughs> He's like, I haven't seen anything from him. Even like this last season, they apparently just reused there, efforts from him. There are. There are more important things than the schoolyard bully. Uh, and he's also going been on. two characters yeah. at this point. Yeah, exactly. So he he probably might even get another one. Um, but if if I could choose, uh, it would probably be the closest thing to me, which would just be bear, like grizz, like brown <laughs> grizzly bear. Okay, but what feature? What feature? Oh. The little nub tail. Um, no, pro- it, uh, probably so similar to bear heads. Well, probably <laughs> I would have the right to bear arms. Um, uh, like like Tuxen, I figure it would, it would probably be a combination of of ears and uh, and claws. I don't know. If Tuxen would, didn't have ears though; he just had the claws. I don't know if this would be allowed, uh, given what we've seen and what we haven't seen. I would absolutely love wings. I want to fly. Like I know that characters basically defy the laws of gravity as is, but I want to fly. Bird wings or insect wings? If I could be like. The cute, like if I could have butterfly. cute little like butterfly, butterfly wings yeah. or like very very quick like wasp wings, I'd be down with that. Uh, if not bird wings, all the way. <laughs> all right. Be like, yeah, it'd be so, great. And is everywhere. now theorizing, given the genetic lottery, that Blake's dad might be human. I don't know. We didn't see any out and out. No, not mm-mm. he didn't have. Did any I make that up? He did not have any visible ears or claws or anything. But we don't know if there's a tail involved. I mean mm-hmm. that. I mean that would be a great. Like yeah, if those two people happen to be her parents, then yeah, yeah. that would be a great. Or yeah, or if he happens to be a faunus, then yeah, her mom could be human. We we just don't know. And someone saying mm-hmm. Komodo dragon faunus <laughs> lethal spit. Oh. <laughs> Gosh. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Man. Um, 
But we also, we also, not only do we get, like, information on Faunus and kind of how politically the White Fang originated. It was by all of the Faunus getting shipped down to the equivalent of Australia. Mm-hmm. Or Is it, like, the political equivalent of Israel, Israel yeah. and the geographical equivalent of Australia. Yeah, exactly. So you're in a rough situation coming and going. There are a lot of World War parallels here, both both World Wars, uh, especially with the reference to what is called the Great War, which this is the first time we actually get legit information on it. We've had lots Mm -hmm. of allusions to it and lots of allusions to the consequences of the Great War, but we've never actually had any information on it. And contrary to like it popular assumption yeah the the assumption that the great war was you know humanity against the faunus it was actually the various kingdoms going to war with Mm -hmm. each other let me pull up the notes because people are stupid it's veil and vacuo versus mantle and mistral so again we all we all said where we'd go in vacation uh (laughs) in the world of remnant who would you guys side with in the great war the bees we yeah. we also don't know what started the war. Mm-hmm. We assume True. resources and or Atlas just being a jerk. When uh, we watched this and did our reaction video, I spent a lot of time blaming the Schnee family for the war. I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. And I would not be surprised if they dragged, what was it, Mistral? In with them. Um, man. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mistral, because that, that was, like, geographically, it was the closest one to them. So, yeah. Yeah, I would mm-hmm. not be surprised if that was, well, I'm going to war. Hey, guess what? <laughs> You're coming with me whether you like and, it or not. I mean, the, the Schnee Dust Company had a huge, um, you know, they, they came in to vacuo and robbed it of all of its resources. That could have started the war. Mm. Yeah. Or, a, or it could have been a symptom of a bigger problem. Yeah. Like, the, mentioning the, the geopolitical uh, allusions to real world just sort of made me go, I don't know if I want to side with anybody at this point. Be, and, and you mentioning, we don't know what started the war. Like, yeah. I, I think it's it's next to impossible to pick Mal- a side. Who would want to pick a side in a war regardless? Malakama's you know? pointing out that Volume 2 said that part of the Great War involved the suppression of creativity. Oh, that's right. So mm-hmm. I would want to go with the side that was all about still being creative. <laughs> Artists! <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Same oh, here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. And evidently the war was about 80 years long, give or take. Ooh, jeez. Supposedly. That's a long I, I, time I, I didn't see war. the citation mm-hmm. on that. It's a pretty great war. Um, Watch, going, it's on our show again. <laughs> um, going back to uh, Faunus's Happy French Moo Moo. Uh, at Alpha K-Pop on Twitter mentioned, my OC character is uh, based on myself is a panda faunus. She likes to eat and sleep a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. People in chat making jokes about sloth faunus. Well, I'm already a sloth faunus. Yes. I I was actually just talking to somebody today who like vet envied the lifestyle of a cat. They were like, you just like lay around, you get pampered, you get to sit in the sun all day, you sleep, you eat, it's the best. Indoor cat, but what about like uh, wild kits? It was 80 years ago, not oh, 80 okay. years long. 80 years ago. Okay, war. great. Because an 80 years ago. I holy cow. I mean, round up, you got the 100 years war, basically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, it's nice to get kind of a little bit of stuff flushed out on mm-hmm. Faunus and the history of Faunus. And, yeah, it's really great kind of leading up to our next episode, which we know is about... Blake and Son finally arriving in Menagerie. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a perfect segue to go ahead and go into predictions very, very quickly. We got to wrap. I liked your your transition to uh, give Alexis a chance to hit the hit the music cue. Thanks, Alexis. (laughs) 
As long as you say transition, that's, I that's love good. The light show. Thank okay. you. So yeah, um, we're seeing we're seeing Menagerie, guys. Yay! We've been building up to this for a while. Yes. What all do you think is going to happen? Do you think this lovely the lovely family reunion is going to be broken up by the White Fang? Oh, I think there's a reason why Blake's family ends up is on the sea or ends up going to the sea. Um, so Pirates. Some, hopefully it's not because their house gets burned to the ground. Hopefully not. Um, so, something that was brought up in chat that sort of made me thinking is the, the theory about uh, Raven working for Salem. And, and I don't think that she is, mm-hmm. but I think that she will do anything to save her people if oh, the yeah. price is high enough. So I think we're going to get a situation where Raven might, near the end, might be start to work for Salem. Ruby knows all of the crap that, that has been happening on her journey from Ren and Nora, and there's this huge fight that's about to happen. Yang shows up and says, why are you fighting my mom? I'm going to fight you. And we're going to get the sibling fight. Because I yeah, would be very surprised if that was the stance that Yang took. I, I think we'd need a couple of episodes of Yang and her mother reconnecting mm-hmm. and yeah. forming, like and manipulating her. I, I, totally. Yeah, I've seen a theory too where, um, say, Raven comes back and kind of is the one to help train Yang and get her back on her feet and back in fighting form. Then maybe that because, attachment would be because Crow has guilted her, like mm-hmm. well, mother of the year. Oh, all right, you want me to yeah, help? No. I'm going to help me instead of everybody else, and we're going to see Yang here. I turn. will groom her to be a new high-ranking member of our clan. Yes. Jerkwad bro. I don't know. <laughs> Hashtag jerkwad bro. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Hello, person I made this child with. I'm taking her. <laughs> you get bottom shelf, because I hate you. <laughs> uh, it's cheap, but he'll take it. <laughs> What uh, do you see something? Uh, so, something in in, in <laughs> the hashtag. Excuse me. Uh, Dexter Castro said it's odd. The war was about creativity, but the clean, boring Atlas and the creative Mistral were together. That is odd. That so is it'll be odd. interesting to see what led to the breakdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, Again, it's it's from. entirely possible that they beat up on Mistral and then said you're with us. Yeah, it's again. It's interesting because Mistral is the cultural center of mm-hmm. Remnant. So, but that could be what led to Team Funky. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, just a big wide-scale explosion after the war ended where it established itself again as that cultural yeah. center. That's true. That, that could, could be. That could have been a backlash from mm-hmm. from what happened in the Great War. All right. I think that just about does Well, I, I oh. did my prediction, oh. so I, oh, I feel okay. bad. Let's slow down. Yeah, go, 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 go. Oh, uh, well, I guess the only thing I'll say about Menagerie, especially how that World of Remnant ended, I have a feeling we're probably going to see a lot of very angry Faunus in Menagerie. And it's going to be a very interesting dynamic to kind of go into, um, especially with all that background. It was a completely different point of view about how the White Fang happened exactly. than we've seen before. And it's kind of a completely different side of the story. I like that. Katie? I, I'm just interested in seeing how this turns out. I don't really have predictions on this as far as this goes. I think uh, that Blake's family is going to have a very interesting reaction to Sun. I, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna stick. Oh, he's the useless one. Bye. <laughs> so I feel like that dynamic is gonna be a lot of fun, and I feel like for all of for all of Menagerie that we'll get to see, I feel like it will be full of life and full of like. Yeah, but like every now and then you'll see a dark undercurrent and be like, oh, like mm-hmm. this is this is kind of like Mistral, where it's bright and happy on the surface, but like dark. There's there's like this seedy underbelly underneath. And as much as I hate the overprotective father trope, like, oh, you're not good enough to date my daughter. Meh, so many romantic comedies, I swear to God. 
I am absolutely down for Blake's dad kicking Son around until he shapes up. Well, I like I would love that. Based on what we see, down to fondness. Two defeat. Thank you, Miss. Wait, what? Hold on, hold on. That is way too serious. Hang on, what? I'm writing that parody tonight. Please do. Maybe sure. Yay! You can you can be saying goodbye to those who knew me. So talking about uh, overprotective dad, I feel like he's the type of dad that would like do it with a smile, like you know, like oh, I'll kill you, and make it look like an accident, but like with smile while you says, "I have five acres and a shovel." <laughs> That's what my dad said. Anyway, um, I think that basically wraps it up for tonight, uh, guys. Thank you, everybody. Oh yeah, we got really quickly read off some iTunes reviews because it's the best way to let. Producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on, and we're also. And going please to don't play late. that song, Alexis. Please don't. <laughs> please, yes. Why do you hate me? Just let me have one thing. Okay. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. But let me read these first. We have fun and insightful from comma. I I cannot pronounce that on the fly. I'm sorry. I did not prep. Each episode's full of laughs, great insights, and observations, and a surprisingly solid prediction rate. Megan's your cheery captain who does a wonderful job guiding the ship. Mark Mark brings great comedic timing and warmth. Katie is the stubborn fire livening things up. I am keeping that. And newcomer Stacy rounds out the group with an even keel. 10-10 would recommend. Greatest Ruby podcast of them all by you, Lucario X. Ruby is an amazing show and as such deserves equally amazing podcasts to talk about it. This is it. This period is period. It period. Other podcasts about Ruby feel either forced or boring on Ruby ABTV uh, parentheses alphabet soup. It would it really feels like just a couple of fans and friends sitting together geeking over the show, and that's exactly what a podcast could be should be. Well, that's because that's what it is. Uh, not to mention the amazing guests, jokes, and names for the grim. R.I.P. Philip. <laughs> love these guys and girls. Love this podcast. Keep it going. Oh, that's and, wonderful. Uh, go Team ABTV. I love this podcast and the panel's in-depth analysis, a real Ruby podcast for real Ruby fans. We love you guys. Thank you guys so, so much. You guys are the best. Okay, we got to get out of here. Uh, we've got another show to do later. Uh, thank you guys so, so much for watching. Katie, where can people go if they, if they want to know where you're getting your head in the game? <laughs> You, I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiaget. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I basically live here. Z Nation on Mondays, Star Wars Rebels on Tuesdays, Arrows on Wednesdays, Thursdays alternate between Ruby and Robots in Disguise, so next week it's going to be Robots. Steven Universe is right after this, and I have to say a special thank you to Twitter and Tumblr user Ember Curley, who... Uh, Took what I said during the Red vs. Blue after show to heart, made fan art, and sent me a shirt. I love you. Oh, my God. Cackled when I opened the package in studio. People were concerned. It's wonderful. Thank you. Stacy. All right, I'm Stacy Shuttleworth. You can find me online on Instagram and Twitter at Stacy Shuttles or all over the web at Nerds Doing Stuff. Got a couple of fun and exciting projects. Uh, mostly I'm making jewelry right now, though. <laughs> and in terms of the studio, uh, we are going to be two of the members of a new panel that was announced today. Yuri on Ice is getting an AfterBuzz TV after show starting December 19th, 7 p.m. That is a Monday. Uh, it is going to be the two of us, Alexis in the booth, and yeah. Emma Fife friend of the show, also a member of Team Psychedelia, uh, which it keeps growing and growing and growing. We can make two two teams. We can make two teams. Um, (laughs) uh, So make sure to join us there. Um, If you're watching it for, uh, uh, what is it called? Fan service on the Rooster Teeth show. We're going to go a little bit more in depth, and if you want more of a place to talk about it, please join us December 19th, and follow me on Twitter at MarkMedonica for more information. 
Do it. Oh, and Rooster do Team. It, ABTV it, Rooster it, Team it, for it. all of that as well. Yes, for, for sure. I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the TheMangWin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz, and I write articles for the movie chick. That's Chick with Two Ks. Be sure to check those out. Thank you guys so, so much for watching. We love you, and we will see you all in two weeks. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Dust Dust you later. Later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.